What's going on, everybody? Caleb Allen, sports director here at KCSU, and my boy Austin Martin, assistant sports director at KCSU. We're ready to wrap up October. Spooky season is no more Austin. It's behind us. It's time to feast in November if you're a Ram. Oh, absolutely. And a lot to be hungry about in this month of November where we just indulge in a lot of food. Tons of championships coming up for all the sports teams. But first, we're looking back in this episode at October and the month that was and how we got to the point we are right now. As we record this, the Rams for the soccer team are looking at a potential Mountain West championship. How did they get there? Well, they started their October off not very well. October 1st was their first match, and it was a blowout loss to Boise State and was the worst performance for this Rams team. And then that was coming off a win or a loss to Utah State to end up the month of September, which we talked about in our last monthly recap. So not a good way to start the month of October if you're CSU soccer. No, and I, I think that the way that this October month went, it definitely helped this team come together and and build off of some uh, growing pains, if you will, uh, moving on for the rest of their season. Yeah, and then they went on to play Fresno, shut out Fresno, uh, 1-0 win there. It was a, a nice bounce back there. Um, and then they had a absolute just bonkers game against San Jose State. It tied 4-4. to I mean, 4-4 to is a crazy score for a soccer game, and especially for this team that doesn't really allow a lot of goals, but they also don't score too many goals. They, you know, they, they like winning games 1-0 2-0 stuff like that yeah th- this one was that was an exciting game and everyone talks about the low scoring in soccer but I mean this is I mean this if you had the you know football scores here I mean that's 28 28 I mean that's yeah. a pretty solid looking score there I mean it's probably more than I mean it's, I think it's easier to score a touchdown than it is a goal in soccer that's pretty that's pretty that's a hot take right there you think maybe a little bit I don't know I, I a lot mean, more I don't know yeah. touchdowns happen much more often than goals do they do and you play especially if soccer. you're playing like the Broncos or anything but we won't get into that yeah where this is a CSU yeah. Rams yeah, we're sports talking, review we're talking about CSU sports yeah then also I mean I think when we look at the soccer team and we tried to break down what October was for this team not just a month for them to get right and kind of find them their identity like you mentioned but the freshman that stepped up you had a Sophia Cologne a five-point performance against New Mexico to clinch a tournament spot. You also had Mia Casey, a freshman midfielder, have a hat trick against Colorado College to lead you on what was a really pretty dreary day. I missed that one because we were in Air Force covering volleyball, doing the broadcast for that. But I think even once the season comes to an end, whether it's this week or a couple of weeks from now for soccer, once that season comes to an end, I think October was a big month where they saw that there was a big, bright future for this team because your best player, Olivia Fout, is a sophomore. She, uh, in this month of October, also broke the single-season goals record scored in the first game of the Mountain West tournament and then you also had your your other freshmen stepping up Sophia Colomb and Tate DeLang and players like that that were just your true freshmen, you know, they came through. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to do a complete recap of this team, especially they're heading into championship uh, Saturday. Yeah. But th- this is a good sign for this program. Yeah. Having all these young players stepping up during the season, it, it just it makes you look at the future. And there, there's a lot of promise with this team. You know, looking into the offseason, what what type of moves are these coaches going to make? Bringing in some new talent to surround their already younger place or younger status, and then maybe getting some transfers from some schools that have a lot of experience coming in as well that can bring in that uh, leadership as a as a you know senior. Or 
or junior upper class yep. woman or man, whatever you want to call it. But uh, it's it's this team has a lot of promise moving forward. Understand. A lot to build off of. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said it because Keely Hagan dug deep into the transfer portal this offseason, coming into this season. Olivia Fowd, a transfer. Avery Vanderven, a transfer. I mean, you can list them all day. The Liv Stutzman, another big one. She's from Wyoming. I was a transfer. I mean, she dug deep into the transfer portal. She's seeing success. I think she's going to want to go into the transfer, transfer portal again because you're only going to lose two key starters. Hale Otto going to be gone and Caitlin Abrams going to be gone. Kennedy Layton was announced on senior day, but she will be back next season. So you're going to lose two starters, but you can replace those with the depth you have with your young talent and we're hitting that transfer portal too. Yeah, that that's a good point. And also, little you know, maybe I can do some recruiting right now. That that CSU soccer facility yeah. is going to be raring to go come next year. Yeah, because it, it ha- it's it's it was almost ready to go this year. Yeah, it was supposed to. It was supposed to. Yeah, flooded. But I mean, now that facility, I mean, it's looking nice too. They have a, a nice uh, field to play on. So if you're looking to play some soccer, you know, maybe take a look at that field and picture yourself out there in some green and gold. Yeah, this is a team that's you know 10 years into their I mean they used to play by the lagoon over here by the LSC like they didn't have a field now they have a field they're they're building a facility and now they're winning games they finally have postseason wins under their belts you know potentially adding hopefully adding a Mountain West championship which we'll talk about in our November recap next month but yeah it's exciting time to be a CSU soccer fan yeah and and now's the time to jump on on board because this was the best soccer season in program history by far yep this team's setting records individually and as a team like like this this is the best season we've ever had as a CSU Rams soccer program. Yeah, we'll be rewriting the history books when I when I go do that later this year. So <laughs> should be a lot of fun volleyball. We talked about it last month. We were coming off a real stinker to start this month at Wyoming on a Tuesday night, a match that we've talked about numerous times on broadcasts or on Ramblers or wherever. That was a match where the Rams were the better team for four sets and they lost three of them. That's how they started off their October. Yeah, that, that match was, it was frustrating to say the least because, I mean, the, the first two sets, the Rams had the lead they looked they were looking good the defense was playing solid and they weren't letting Wyoming stellar defense get in the way too much and then Wyoming they're they're a tough team they're right now like as as we're looking at the standings right now it doesn't seem like they're having a great season but that team is talented yeah and going into that game it was just one of those where you can't let Wyoming go on a run and our our Rams volleyball team let them and they came back and then they ended up getting into a place where we were having to come back in that match and and were unable to do so, and they snuck away with the win, I felt like, in Laramie. Yeah, well, and then you start your month with Wyoming. You also finished just a couple days ago on Halloween night with Wyoming, and we saw some of the same problems. The Rams dominated. Luckily, they were able to hold on and close out the first two sets. They dominated those sets, and they came out of a long break, and Wyoming made things interesting. They won set number three, a, a set that the Rams let in once again. The Rams let them open the door to, uh, to a comeback. They came back, finished it off, and then pushed you to four, and then it was a, a four that you really had to sweat out. I mean, Austin, you say it all the time. You lose your hair during games like that, and you never had hair to begin with. So, I mean, I'm glad they were able to to right their wrongs, and they got reverse swept earlier this month too with Utah State as well. So I mean, they're able to right their wrongs at times, and I'm glad that they didn't come back to bite them like it did at the beginning of the month on Halloween. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, anytime you're playing Laramie, that that already brings that extra incentive to come out and play, and then coming off of a loss like that where you knew you were the better team, that that game on Halloween 
where the the Rams volleyball team took on Wyoming. You could tell they had a chip on their shoulder while they were playing, and it was cool talking with Emery Herman, uh, the CSU volleyball setter, after the game because I asked her, you know, how much were you guys thinking about that last game before coming in, and there, and what what was the mo going in to this this game on Halloween? And she right away, it, it was a simple answer, but it held a lot of weight. It was just we can't lose. Yeah. And that that was their mindset. It was like losing's not even in our thought process. We know we're the be- the better team and they did play like it. They they did drop that one set, but I felt like for the majority of that match, the the Rams just absolutely outplayed Wyoming. Yeah, and it seemed at times this year that the Rams weren't going to be able to find their way to Vegas. They just would have those kind of spells, the Utah State and the Boise State weekend specifically where it just like, ah, it doesn't look like they have the juice to get to the tournament. And then they had games like the second Boise State matchup where they just dominated the UNLV match. They dominated a sweeping win in Moby. And now you look at them, they control their own destiny to a bye in the first round. New Mexico leads by a half a game right now. CSU has that tiebreaker. So CSU, who does play New Mexico here in a couple of weeks at home, if CSU can beat them, they then will control their destiny and hold that seat. So we have four games remaining, um, and volleyball set themselves up in a really good position to not only make the tournament, as their magic number is now two officially as we sit here today, um, but also they can have that two seed and take Wednesday off. And a, a tournament like that where you play three matches in three days, that's a, a bye day is a really good day. Yeah, anytime you're traveling, taking that bye day is going to be essential because then you just have that extra 24 hours to get settled in, get some proper sleep, rest, and all that, especially after a long season. And it's also important for you and I because that's just an extra day in Vegas, baby. Yo, yes, let's go. <laughs> Not a bad complaint. And uh, lots of things to do. And, and I, I remember we had the bye week when I went to Vegas the first time for the tournament a couple years back, and we had the bye day. I said bye week. We had the bye day, the first round bye for CSU. And we got to go in and we got to scout as broadcasters we got to sit there and we want to go we got to watch the great volleyball and that was your boise state one day one i, I told dixon and dixon agreed he's like if if uh if, if it's not csu winning this thing boise state's our dark horse i had the notes we wrote both of us wrote on ours boise state as a six seed looks real dangerous and then they came out that was the coming out party for Paige barsh who's one of the best hitters in the league speaking of boise state i know this is a csu recap pod but i mean boise state's fallen they're they're the fifth seed now two weeks ago they were number two now they're down to five and they're sitting there having to battle it out too so, I mean, this whole Mountain West conference is absolutely bonkers. And, you know, if you told me at the beginning of October that the Rams would control their own fate to that number two seed, I wouldn't believe you. I don't know if you would feel any different. No, I I definitely agree with you on that. Be, just based off of how we were playing and, and the, the scope of what the Mountain West conference was looking like at the time. Another another thing that you mentioned about that extra day, the first round by, you got to scout the teams going forth. Coach Cohen gets an extra day to scout. That's big for the coaching staff yep. too. get a look because some teams you haven't seen in a few weeks and some things have changed. Right. Like like right now, look at Boise State. They're they're declining in, in the conference. They're still a good team, but teams are starting to figure them out and having that extra day to figure out these teams could be crucial going into that second round of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. It's like Boise State, everyone's kind of figuring out that, hey, they're a one-trick pony. They just try to get the ball to Paige Barsh. You stop her, you stop the team. Yep, 100%. And uh, should be a lot of fun down the stretch. Four games left for volleyball to wrap up. Heading into the Thanksgiving week tournament in Las Vegas should be fun. All the coverage for that one will be right here at 90.5 KCSU. And we can't keep going any further without talking about some of these smaller sports that don't get a lot of coverage because they had big months. Let's start with cross country. Women's win the Mountain West Championships another year, another championship. And Sarah Carter, the runner, finished in under 20 minutes and got the number one spot for cross country. Yeah, she absolutely, she had just a great season overall. And then when 
when it came down to the crunch time, she showed out and competed and and helped get the championship for CSU. That that is awesome. And it's just like our cross country and track program here at CSU is really just a top notch program in all of the country, not just the Mountain West. They're like they're just putting up numbers that are competitive in the NCAA. They we have a lot of talent here running wise, especially the cross country team. And I they're they have just been electric all year. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and they're wrapping up their fall season. We'll look forward to more of a spring season one track and we have indoor track coming up here soon. So, I mean, things are getting started and I'm not one, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not a big track person. I don't have a lot of knowledge in that, but getting to watch Sarah kind of run across the finish line a couple of weeks ago was was a lot of fun and it was always great to be a Ram when uh, you're bringing home a Mountain West championship and some more records went down. Women swim, Lexi Tritely, just an absolute monster. When you talk about some of the, the brass and the, the names, the names of this campus, you talk Becky Hammond, you talk, I guess now David Roddy's kind of in that conversation and, and, and swimming's got one of their own as well. And I'm spacing on the name here. Like Amy Van Dyken. Amy Van Dyken. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, the names. When you think about CSU athletics, that's a gold Olympic gold medalist right there. The, exactly. I was just going to bring that up because you're talking about breaking a record from just breaking a program, a, a school's programs, you know, record. That's one thing to take note of. But then when you see what Amy Van Dyken has done, she's won Olympic gold. Like that, that's insane. And you broke her record. Five. I think it's five. You broke, goals. you broke her record. Two She's, of them. Yeah. yeah. That is insane, dude. The other night I, I shot a podcast with uh, Max or sports producer and he was talking about that event and it's just a, it was the, one of them was the 50 free yep. and it's just down and back. It's, it's basically like your sprinter sprint. event. Yeah. yeah. And, and that just shows that she has some speed and honestly could maybe compete with like a fish or something. I don't know what fish, I know the tuna is like, <laughs> Like very fast, but there's probably a fish out there that she can beat in the water, which is nuts. Yeah, which is insane, but the most insane part, she's a freaking sophomore, man. She's a sophomore. She's got time to get better, a time to continue breaking records, and I mean, yeah, anytime you get mentioned, we say that all the time with McKenna Hofschild, we'll get more basketball coverage here as our season kicks off in the beginning of November, but we talk about McKenna Hofschild, and we get to bring up all these stats with Becky Hammond, and that's always a good category to be in. Amy Van, D- Amy Van Dyken is the same way in the swimming pool, so shout out to Lexi Tritely, who had a big month as well as swim gets their season underway and finally we have football and uh i feel like this month is copy and paste from last month's recap ups and downs maybe more downs and ups awesome we're coming off now here of the air force loss and that's probably the lowest point of the month for this team maybe the unlv loss i'm not sure that was a bad loss i think the worst loss in terms of just how this team looked was the utah state one because of how they started and then just couldn't get anything going on offense they're up 17 to 3 and then end up losing 44 to 20 or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, just some tough losses. The Utah State, UNLV, that was one game that they should have had. They were 100%. up with like a minute left. 48 seconds is my that. 48 seconds, yeah. and then UNLV marches down the field, kicks a game-winning field goal. Which um, wiped out, which wiped out an amazing kick exactly. by Jordan Noyes, too, which sucks. Yeah, Jor- yeah. yeah. Jordan Noyes has just been Gamer. putting together a season, and I mean, he he is he's a great kicker for this Rams team. I'm glad we got him on our team. And then, yeah, that Air Force game, I don't think there's like too much to take away from it besides, I mean, you, you got outplayed, but Air Force is a good team. You got to tip your cap to them at some 
point. Yep. But also, there's a lot that we can learn from that game, especially the ball security. You got to take care of the football because when you're playing against good teams and you make those turnovers, that's that's what could decide the games. 100%. Absolutely. And I mean, not a great month by any means. I think there's some games in there that Utah State won the UNLV one that if they had, once again, we're talking about if, but if they had done that, if they had closed those games out the way that they, you know, if they'd finished the Utah State game, if they played 60 minutes at Utah State where they were, you know, the way they started off that first 17 points, then that's a fourth win. If you're talking about UNLV, they closed that one out. An ugly, gritty win. If they close that one out, now that's a fifth win. And now through these last four games, you just need one more win to secure yourself a bowl spot in Norvell's second year. So yeah, there's some downers for that, but the best, maybe the best moment in CSU football history, at least in the last 10, 15 years, at least in my time being around this team, my favorite moment being in Canvas Stadium also happened this month. So let's not be too down. Exactly. Because we saw that Boise State comeback in person, in the flesh, and I know that you couldn't believe it, and no one in that stadium could believe it that night. No. And, and no one, I couldn't believe it, no one in the stadium could believe it, and that game got national recognition because it was so late. Yep. It definitely helped, you know, boost some popularity for Fort Collins, CSU, mm-hmm. because it was the later game on the TV slate, and it was one of the most amazing comebacks I've ever seen, and there's just so much with it. I mean, the Rams just couldn't get anything going on offense, couldn't stop the run of Boise State, and then the flip switched, and this team just turned into just absolute fireworks. Yep. And, I mean, all all the catches that Torrey, Torrey made some tough catches, some big plays. Dallin down the field on the, the scramble. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Dallin Holker showing why he's one of the best tight ends in the, the country. Best, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely with you on that and then the onside kicks we got one and then went down scored almost got another one should have had another one yeah bogus call i i did think i i thought that call was kind of weird but just the play that set up the play was awesome well it was to godfrey right wasn't the big play to godfrey or or was it to tory yeah yeah Yeah, it was to tory which set up a big play to dallin holker where it was just an absolute a a big pass from braden fowler nicolosi and the ball was tipped by some defenders it wasn't really intended for dallin holker the ball was tipped. It was about to touch the ground. Diving catches it in the end zone, and I've never seen something like that. It was just never. incredible. But it wasn't intended for Dallin Holker. But they talked about it in the press ca- the press conference afterward. They practiced yeah. Dallin to be right there for Tip that drill. exact yeah, reason. Because that, that can always happen. Because as a defender for that play, your your goal bat it down. Bat it Don't down. try to Don't catch, try catch it. it. Yeah. Bat it down, yeah. and they. Like Boise State did everything right there. It, it wasn't like it was a poorly defended. He was wide open. They knew where the ball was going. They knew we were going for the end zone. They batted it down, but Dallin Holker had the great athletic play to go in, dive for that, and we we, we were celebrating. That was yeah. a special night in Canvas. Yeah, and everyone saw the game, but not everyone got to do what we got to do and kind of hang out in the stadium and the bowels of the stadium afterwards. So speak a little bit, I guess, Austin, on what it was like for you after you left the press box, you went down, and then you got you got to go in the locker room. Yeah, I was yeah I was gonna bring that up and I was sitting in the press conference room and one of the uh, CSU athletics employees was like hey do you guys want to come to the locker room and nobody said anything everyone just got right up grabbed their phones and headed in there and I, I wasn't even in the locker room yet and I can hear just everyone I had to hear the music wow. there was smoke it, it, it was loud and getting in there just seeing just the celebrations of I, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking because yeah. it, it was a special moment That's awesome and then going in there it, it was just so cool because you're just going in there seeing how how Coach Norvell is, you know, congratulating his team, letting them know, hey, be safe tonight, but just go enjoy this one and handing out game balls to 
you know, the president of CSU, Amy Parsons, the athletic director, and I think he gave a game ball to everybody in yep. in the locker room. And it was just so cool because you just got to see a team that's been battling a lot of adversity this year just have a great moment and and rightfully celebrating a big win like this. Yep. And it, it was cool to capture that type of moment because you don't always see that just as a as a fan either. Because once the game ends, you just flip the channel. But uh, it was cool to get in that environment and just see you know the the passion that these players have because it that that's what I really love about sports is just like the love for the game and the passion and you know people just trying to better themselves and right. you really saw a lot of that on that night it was a lot of fun and I've been working here now for three years so I've been to canvas when it's embarrassing blowout losses to Nevada and Adazio exactly. gets thrown out and I've been in those press conferences that went viral with him screaming at the media and all the negative and just the, the bad energy that's kind of in the stadium after that you've experienced some bad losses this year and being in that it's a little it's a way different vibe yeah. but then you have those nights that Saturday night was magical and I went in the locker room and watching 300 pound linemen only in towels dancing to sexy reds <laughs> Yee Yeet song was, I mean, that's that's a highlight of my entire college career, and um, it was it was a, it was incredible to be there. And the next day on campus, soccer had a home game too, and I got the campus, and it still it just felt it had a buzz. Mad, it was a buzz. Yeah, still. It, it still had a 12 buzz. Twelve hours later, and th- then soccer wrapped up a win, and the entire week the Rams didn't take a single loss that entire week of October. So it was a, a big week to be a Ram, and I think yeah, Boise State was the main event. It was, yeah, that that game was incredible. Yeah, well, it was a fun month of October, but it set up an even more fun month of November. Mountain West Championships are to be won this month. Will the Rams bring home one, two, three, four, five, if I may quote LeBron? We'll see. We'll do that in our next recap. But thank you for listening. For Austin Martin, I'm Caleb Allen, and we'll talk to you guys next month. Peace. Peace.